Hey, hey, good people. It is Jody of Fervor Voice. Today is Saturday, May 21st. A little bit later than usual, but it's okay. Better late than never. I'm here today to do some work. As usual, Me and My Shadow, Episode 7. Come join me. Let's do the work. All right, y'all. Me and My Shadow. First of all, what do I mean by me and my shadow? It is just like the physical shadow. Um, In a sense, it gives a visual. So my shadow meaning that darker space, that darker space that exists within that kind of has us doing things that we don't really benefit from, but it's something that's kind of tucked away and it just kind of comes out. Sometimes at times where we don't need it to, but it still does it. That's the shadow. So the shadow work or um, in figuring out what needs to be done to help remedy some things about the shadow would be to find out what it is that you need to do to help remedy that, to help remedy that issue that comes about when your shadow starts to take over and your shadow is your dark space. That's, in a phrase, what it is. Your shadow is your dark space, just as it is when you see it. It's a dark space, right? So let me just give you an example. So when I first started um, teaching, I was teaching at a, a school that was predominantly white. And when I got there, I didn't know what to expect because, again, I had just started teaching and I, I've been teaching a little over 10 years now and I didn't know what to expect. So when I get there, I feel like, OK, you know, I have the new teacher attitude, whereas I want to take over the world. I want to do all these things that have never been done before and I want to be credited by it. And when I get there, I find that, well, the bar seems to be pretty low. That's what I felt. And I started working on things and started doing things that I didn't see other people doing. And I, I, that was more so just me and my goals. That, that was the goal that I set. I wanted to teach beyond what others were doing. I wanted to go beyond just what the normal standards were and just what the state expected of any teacher in a, a public charter school. And when I started, I, I, I worked it out. I worked it out in a pretty, yeah, a pretty good way. Uh, lots of parents just calling saying, I, I really like what you're doing. And my son or daughter is really picking up as far as what it is that they're willing to do. And I can see the independence. It made a difference. So when my first observation came about, the assistant principal came in and did this observation on me. And I was a little bit nervous, but hey, I'm just going to do what I normally do. And the fact that I was not super young, you know, I was already 40 at that time. And I was not really intimidated by just someone else being in my room. I just did what I did. And I continued with that when she was in the room and even when she left. It's like I didn't skip a beat. So she called me in after, at the end of the day, 
after she had observed. And I didn't, again, I didn't know what to expect. It's my first observation. And she complimented me on everything that I did. She also complimented me on the fact that I was able to manage a classroom that was unmanageable by the teacher before me, the one that uh, had already been here or been there, one that I replaced. And I was, of course, of course, I was happy about that. I, you know, I was proud of myself and the job that I had done, especially with this being the first actual job that I had done. I'd done a couple long-term, I'd done one long-term and then a short-term subposition, but this was my real job that I had gotten as a teacher. And I was, I was happy about that. And she explained how she was impressed about the things that the students were doing that were beyond what was required. And she was actually surprised that they were able to do things that were beyond what was required. I was just doing what I do. <laughs> that's, that's how I felt. I'm just doing what I do. She also said the only thing that's going to happen is it's going to cause a problem for the next teacher because that's going to be a third grade teacher. They'll be moving on to third grade next year. That teacher is going to have to figure out how to keep them engaged and keep them motivated. That teacher is going to have to go beyond also. But she said she appreciated that. And she said that will also create a population of more advanced students. Something that you would think any school would want. So we moved forward and she actually suggested that and maybe you should move up a couple grade levels. I think that more structure needs to be in the older grade levels. Huh. I was game for it. it I, I was good. I, I wasn't insecure about anything. I didn't think. And I said that would be fine. Next day I come in and I'm doing what I normally do. Challenging. Um, pushing independence and doing the things that I would want to be done for my own kids in their classrooms. A few weeks go by and I get an observation from the principal. Now this observation that she had done was completely different from the observation that the assistant principal had done. I should say the result of it was completely different. She met with me afterwards and she said the exact opposite. She said the things that I was doing were inappropriate for the age group. And she also said that the things that I had been doing were just not necessary. It will come later that it wasn't necessary. I don't know. I mean, everybody probably has their own opinion on whether or not students should be pushed to their limit or kept in a box. Personally, I feel they should be pushed more to their limit. I feel like achievement is important and not boxing them in. The things that she said to me were things that really and truly did, I know, tear me down because she said some things that were insulting. And she did say some things to me that did make me, yeah, they made me cry, literally. Um, I remember going home and talking to Brian about it and telling Brian what she told me. And I remember crying about it because this was the first step, in my opinion, this was the first step in my new career 
as a teacher. And the things that she said to me were things that looking back now never should have been said, especially to a new teacher, a novice teacher, as they call it. It just shouldn't have been said. But I didn't understand how to take it. And I took it as not appreciating who I was. I, I allowed her comments, her statements, the things that she said to me, I allowed them to seep down in me and just kind of sit with me. And they stayed with me until I left that school. There were other things that had happened in that school as well. And the last straw, basically, I literally came out of her office, stuck my head in my partner's room and said, hey, um, I'm just letting you know this is not gonna work. This is not gonna work. I'm a grown woman. There are only so many things that I'm gonna take and this is just not gonna work. Well, wait a minute, Jody, Jody, wait, 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 wait. Mm, no, it's not gonna work. And I literally drove one mile up the street, interviewed at another school, got that job and I just never came back. I did come back to get my things, but I never came back to work. So that last conference we had was really, that was a nail in the coffin there. So I moved on. I moved on, but then that shadow stayed with me. And what I mean by that is that that shadow, those things that she said to me, those things that made me feel inferior and insecure, made me this teacher that was gonna outdo every teacher. Kind of made me a, a little bit of a maniac for a little bit. And I remember the first job that I got, that was, that was my goal. My goal was to out teach, make sure that I did that much better, make sure that I worked that much harder. It wasn't about a personal goal, not really. It was making absolutely sure that no one could say that I wasn't doing an, an amazing job. That, that was what I was setting out to do. Make sure no one could say that I was not doing an amazing job because of this complex that I now had. That's a shadow. That's something that was following me. And that shadow did cause me to do some things early on in my career that didn't benefit other people. They just didn't. Um, teaching beyond others, because I did stay at that next school that I went to for several years. And there were new teachers that came in. And instead of guiding those teachers, instead of helping those teachers, I was teaching circles around them. It was like being in a race that only I was running, literally. That's what it was like. And after a while, it was just like a new teacher would come in and she would try or she would start off with me, but then I would surpass. And I knew what I was doing because I'd already at this point been teaching for a few years and I didn't wait for them. I didn't help to train them. I just had more of a catch up, a catch me if you can kind of mindset. That tears people down. 
And it was tearing people down to a point where they didn't get along with me. And for me, I felt like, oh, well, that's, you know, that's, that's just kind of their problem. That's, you know, that's their envy. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was my shadow. It was my shadow. Because it did not bother me that I was outdoing them. But I had years on them. Of course I could do a better job than they could. I had years on them. Why would I, you know, why, why would I feel good about out teaching somebody that just started? It didn't even matter to me at that time that they had just started. It didn't matter. I had to make sure that no one could say anything that I was not doing or that, that anyone could claim that I was not doing something incredible. That was the goal. That's not leadership though. And back then I didn't realize that. Back then I didn't realize that my shadow was keeping me from leading and keeping me from helping others to grow and potentially making them leaders as well. Because as a teacher, your job is to lead, period. Whether it's your classroom with your students, whether it's with other educators in the building, because we all bring something that is unique and is new in some way, shape or form. But if you are not leading, you have to be doing the opposite, which is either breaking, breaking the whole system or the circle, breaking it down. You have to be doing one or the other. If you're not leading, you're impeding the leadership. You have to be. You, you can't do, you can't just do nothing. It, it, whatever your actions are, it's either a positive or a negative at the end of the day. And even though I was doing some things that were advantageous and some things that were beneficial for the students, even though I was doing those things, I was doing them on my own. It was like I was taking these different things that I was doing and holding them close to my chest and making sure that nobody else could claim it because I had to make sure this is all mine. I can claim this. I can be the winner. I can do all this on my own. This is literally what I was doing. And I did it for years. I did it for years. All because I was insecure about something somebody said to me. For whatever reason, it doesn't even matter why she said it, but just because I was in fear of what someone else may say to me, just because I was insecure, coming in brand new. Eclipsing others is not leadership. And that's where my shadow was showing up. It was showing up in a way that would not let me do positive things with other teachers. And I look back and I think about things that were said to me about me and now I understand why. I understand why because I started doing my shadow work and that shadow work meant that I had to start looking at some of those dark spaces and start figuring out, wait a minute, where did that come from? Not only figure out where it came from, 
but figure out what I do to combat it. And for me in this particular case, what do I need to do to combat that shadow work or combat that insecurity and that feeling of being inferior to others? Is I have to start giving back. That's where this all came in at. The coaching, the mentoring, the spending extra time with folks who looked like they were in burnout. You just looked like you were burned out. I'm not assigned to you, but I'm going to stop in and I'm going to check in on you because you don't look okay today. That's where that came from, that giving back. That's how I had to keep that particular shadow in check is I had to give back. And I'm still giving back and I hope to be able to give back for a long time to come. But shadow work is looking at some of those things that we do, some of those things in our behaviors that don't benefit. And it's a little scary. It's a little intimidating. And sometimes it's a little embarrassing to admit, but that's okay. Because if you make good use of it, then you can help someone. You're helping someone along the way. And it also helps someone else to say, oh, well, if you can admit that, maybe I can admit this. And it could help to bring an entire relationship together. I remember a teacher that I was working with, that I was partnered with, who was brand new. And I was in that, I was in that shadow space of feeling inferior, feeling like I needed to eclipse folks. And I did it for a while. And I did with her too. And I remember she quit. And the way that she quit told me that she wasn't being supported. It would have told me that she wasn't being supported if I had recognized what my part in it was. But at the time, it was just like, well, that's on her. But she quit in a way that hurt not only the team, but it hurt the students. Things like that, where there's a ripple effect. When you don't address that, it's like the apple that spoils the entire barrel or the entire basket, whatever, whatever it is that they say, whatever that saying is. But when you're responsible for that, you can admit that in any way, in any environment that you want to, whether it's in the comfort of your own home, whether it's like I'm in my backyard right now, wherever it is that you want to admit it, mine is more public. That's fine because I'm not insecure about it because I can admit it because I think it is important for people to understand that you share your gifts and you share them because there's a return. There's always a return in sharing your gifts. There's never ever a return in holding them and keeping them close, so close that no one else can reap any benefit from them. It's almost like the holidays and giving, how it makes you feel 
inside. Addressing that shadow and addressing that dark space and your responsibility in that will bring you out of it, bring you out of that space that doesn't benefit anyone, especially not you. And working on those shadow spaces and doing that shadow work is something that works in all aspects of life. It's important in all aspects of life, whether it's your family, whether it's your friends, whether it's your business, work, whatever. Your work is the shadow work. Identifying whatever your behaviors are that make things dark. This is beyond our last episode of ego. Because remember, ego can be positive and it can be negative. Egos can protect you. They can help you to figure things out. But the shadow work, that is that darker space that keeps you from doing things that are beneficial, that keeps you in your feelings and responding in a way that, yeah, it could be nasty. Or responding in a way that won't let others be around you and make others turn away from you because they just don't want to deal with you. We all have those things. We all have those dark spaces. We all have shadows. But make your work this time about you and your shadow. Now, we all have many, many shadows. And this is just one that I'm sharing with you. There's always a shadow that I'm working on because I know that I can always grow and always improve in some area, one way or another. This is just one that I am sharing. It is up to you what shadow work you choose to work on. It's also up to you whether or not you talk about it, just as long as you do it. That's what's important. That is exactly what's important. So I leave with you today thoughts of your shadow work, whatever it is that you need to do to keep in check those dark spaces that come about and don't benefit anyone and especially don't benefit you. What is it that you need to do to keep that shadow in check, to keep that shadow from showing up and running everybody else off? Give it some thought and give it some work. That's all I have for you today on me and my shadow. Do the work, make it you and your shadow, and keep it positive. Keep it moving and know that you and your shadow will always remain together. Yes, you will. It's just a matter of keeping that shadow in check. You can do it. Bye. Hey, it's Jody. I'm back for the recap. Thank you for joining me for Shadow Work. I'd like to close with saying your shadow work is important in all aspects of your life, as I had said before. And if you ignore it, and if you act as though it isn't there, or if you act as though it's something that you just don't want to worry about right now, trust and believe there are things that others are seeing that they are probably not saying, 
you want to be the first one to say it. Don't let anyone else say it first. Work on your shadows. It's a benefit. Thank me later. (laughs) Bye. Thank you.